This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. We were discussing last week the halacha, if a person has a dish that has made up of uh, pariv and fleshiks, so uh, the accepted practice is you don't even eat the pariv apart. Let's say you have a cholent with meat and potatoes and... Uh, you don't even eat the potato part, even though technically it's not flesh. So the shayel that comes up often for those that are more handy in the kitchen, I'm not, but there's a lot of very interesting milchikah recipes that have wine in them. So the question is, what happens if I take a dairy dish and I pour a significant amount of wine? The same way we said that if you have a fleshik dish and you put meat into the par of, it now becomes a whole dish of fleshik, would that follow suit with the same idea if you have a dairy dish and you put a significant amount of wine? Some of these recipes call for a gesundheit amount of wine. Would we now say that the whole dish is unable to be eaten during the nine days because it has wine in it? That's a shayla that the contemporary achreinim discussed. So some achreinim say it depends if you're margish the tam yayin or not. Meaning if in the dish no one can taste the wine, even though the wine is one of the ingredients, but you can't tell, you can't taste it, you can't recognize it, so then it wouldn't be a problem. That's one camp of thought. The other thought that I saw quoted by Rebaran Felder Zatzal, he thought no. The same way you're not allowed to put chalent and take the meat, the, the, the potato from the chalent, you can't have wine in a dish, that's it. You cannot have wine in any of your milking dishes. And the third mahalach in the Akhrainim is it doesn't matter. Whether you taste it, whether you don't taste it, whether there's a lot of wine, it doesn't matter. What's the difference? So Moshe Sterbach comes up with uh, some Lomdish Abshak. His Lomdish Abshak is that when you put wine into the dish, it doesn't become a wine dish. When you put meat into a dish, then the dish, the dish becomes a meat dish. I don't exactly understand the difference completely, but that's his outlook. So there's three opinions in Akhrainim. I think the more accepted approach is that we do eat dishes that have wine in them, even if there is a significant amount of wine, even if you're margish, even if you can tell, you taste it, you say, wow, I can taste the wine, it will still be prohibited, it will still be permitted to be consumed during the nine days. The old child that comes up during the nine days that is always, what exactly is really usher during the nine days? You know, wh- where exactly did the Yisurim come and what exactly is more the uh, spirit than the letter, than the actual law itself? Someone called me up to, uh, today, he wanted to know, is it okay to go out for, to dinner with his wife and a couple that was leaving, they were moving out of the neighborhood, would that be okay? So again, it doesn't say the way in Shulchan Aruch, you're not allowed to go out to eat with another couple during the nine days. So again, that presumably be, would, would be okay. Someone wants to ask Shul Kamnetsky, is it okay to go window shopping during the nine days? You're not going to buy a thing. So you just go into the store, you'll look at the prices, you'll see what it is, and after the nine days, you'll come back and buy. So he said, Mutter, you're not buying anything. So the person said back to him, ah, you're enjoying. So his response was, not everything that you enjoy is also during the nine days. And Rebbe Fryam Grimat has a similar chuba we talked about. You know, you could say, oh, sushi is very enjoyable, you can't eat sushi during the nine days. Chazal didn't answer it. You got to work with what Chazal answered. So that's when things get a little tricky to know exactly what they ask. Because again, they don't talk about a lot of the things that we do today. Someone asked me last week that uh, there was a girl that was getting engaged. And she wanted to buy a dress. She's having her vart the Monday after Tishabov. So she wants to go shopping for a vart vart outfit. New thing. A vart outfit. So how does she buy a vart outfit? So I told the fellow, tell her to buy it before the nine days start. And if she buys it before the nine days, worst case scenario, she can wear it on Shabbos and make the Shekhinah on Shabbos. But if she's going to wait for the nine days, she's really stuck. That's not considered a Kenyan Lutzerich Mitzvah. 
Moshe has a shayla about buying a, a collar ring that may be a mitzvah, but the, as far as I know, varts are not mitzvahs, and I don't think they ever will be. So therefore, I don't see any, any reason to justify buying an outfit for the vart during the nine days. That would definitely be a problem. What about giving presents? My son's birthday falls out during the nine days. Are you allowed to give birthday presents during the nine days? So there is a Magen Avram and Echos Tishabov. The Magen Avram writes, you're not supposed to give presents on Tishabov. So the obvious dick is that up till Tishabov, you could give presents. Only Tishabov you can't give presents. But in the nine days, you could give presents. And that's the dick that quite a few Achreidim start off with. That's where Rabbi Ephraim Greenblatt's assumption that gift giving should be permissible because the Magen Avram only prohibits it on Tishabov itself. However, the quote was Rav Moshe. <coughs> Rav Moshe disagreed. Rav Moshe held gift giving is also even during the nine days. And he writes a bigger Chiddush as if you shouldn't even do it during the three weeks. Okay? Now, it might depend on what type of gift you're giving. If you're giving a Geshmaka present, then it might be also. If you're giving, you know, a little thing, it probably won't be such a problem. But they bring down B'Shem Yibshoi Mezam and Orbach. B'Shem Yibshoi and Orbach writes that you're allowed to give a Bar Mitzvah boy his present. Let's say someone turns by Mitzvah during this time. So by Mitzvah present, you can give the kid. I'm not sure what the difference is, but uh, there are those who say that you shouldn't give birthday presents. So I'm glad I didn't give my son his birthday present. He got himself a nice a shayna gift. I didn't give it to him during the nine days. We gave it to him before the nine days. Because uh, to be machmer, to give it not during the nine days. There's a shayla about building during the nine days. Every once in a while, people are doing construction. I mean, you walk around the neighborhood, you see a lot of people doing construction, Baruch Hashem. A lot of construction, construction taking place. What about during the nine days? So the Pashtas says construction should not be done unless it's Pashtas because either dangerous, you have uh, you know, a, a wall that's going to fall, or some Akhrainim say you need the extra space. You're building another bedroom because you have nowhere to put the kids. They're sleeping in the living room. So you've got you to build more room for them. Usually not the case. But one heck of a building is for a shul. A shul you can build on the shul. Like here, they can come here all day long and build if they want. It's not a problem. They quote B'Shem Mibyankiv, the Yaakov Kamenetsky held, not only if they're building the actual sanctuary, Let's say they'd want to paint uh, the front door and they'd want to paint the back room. Anything done in a shul is based on the Mishnah Then anything that's done in a shul is considered a Dvar Mitzvah. I remember a few years ago, during the nine days, they were uh, painting over the mikvah over here. And I thought that that's probably what they were saying. At the same way, the Mishnah Bruh says, the basic Knesset is mutter. The stomach, I guess, the mikvah is also considered mutter to do work to it uh, during the nine days. I saw a cute Chiddush uh, Shmuel Kamenetsky. He writes, you shouldn't have any body work done on your car during the nine days. Interesting Kiddush. Nine out of ten times body work is not so much Lutzairich. Again, maybe if you need the car and if you don't have your car, you can't go to work. Okay? But he writes, body work should be uh, not done during the nine days if, uh, if, uh, if possible. <coughs> Ramayisha has an amazing Kiddush, which I still don't understand, but I saw it quoted by Rabbi uh, Aaron Felder. He writes, Ramayisha says, let's say a person buys a house, he's renting an apartment, and it's his. He pays the mortgage, he pay, you know, but he didn't move in yet. He's moving in after Tishabah. But Moshe held you could do work on that apartment or that house. Because it's not really yours. You don't feel the same enjoyment when it's not actually yours. So even though your name is on the lease and you might even be paying rent, or your name is on the mortgage and you got to pay, but since you're not in it yet, you didn't move in yet, Ramayisha held, then you could do work. So let's say, for example, if a person plans on moving into his house after Tishabov, he's living somewhere else, they're doing work on his house. According to Ramayisha, they could do work to the house even though it's technically uh, his house, but it's not the same feeling when you're not actually living in the house. There's a big machoikis, and what about gardening work? So Baruch Hashem here in Queens, we're not zeichet to have so much grass, but there are places where people have a lot of grass and they take their grass very seriously. They garden it religiously and they want to, I, I just pay someone to take care of it. But some people take their gardening very seriously. Are you allowed to garden during the nine days? So Abel Yashiv and Moshe Taka were machmer. They held its asr. 
unless it grows so high that it blocks you from walking. You know, grass is so extreme, it blocks you from walking. In some places, if you don't cut your grass, you can get a ticket, you get fined. I don't know if they're mocked here in New York so much. But in other places, if you tackle, I know in Nassau County it's like that. If you don't take care of your grass, they'll give you a fine. They'll ticket you. So then maybe you should uh, cut your grass. But Rabbi Yashiv and Rabbi Yashiv attacked They thought you shouldn't cut your grass. Well, there's a mekel. He feels that cutting your grass is not really, doesn't really constitute some form of building or some form of simcha. It would not be a problem. The big shayla that people ask about during the nine days is we all know you're not allowed to wash clothing. You're not allowed to send clothing into the dry cleaners. There's really two dinam over here. There's one din to wear freshly laundered clothing. That's one din. And there's one din to wash clothing. Two separate dinam, two separate halachas. So the shayla is, let's say, for example, you want to spot clean something. Let's say, yeah, you notice a stain on your pants, so you want to take a paper towel and get the stain out. Is that mutter, is that also? So many achreinim were mekel. They quote B'Shem, Reb Chaim Kenevsky, that he either, he's not, he doesn't remember if he asked his uncle or his father, the chazinish or the stipler, but one of them said it's usr to do that. However, they quote from more Akhrainim, Rebbe Yashiv, and others, Rebbe Moshe, that they thought that that one type of spot cleaning, one stain, that's not really considered cleaning it. Because you have a little mess, you clean it up, that would not uh, present a problem. Someone called me today, he wanted to know, he wants to spot clean his clothing before he puts it into the dry cleaner. Meaning, he has a shirt, it's dirty. So he wants to spray some stuff on it, let it sit for a week, and he'll wash it in a week from now. So I don't think he's going to accomplish all that much. That's not really considered rechitza, he's not washing it. It's not Mesiach Daita Miaveos because it's not accomplishing much, so I thought that should be okay. For the women, it's a big shiloh. Can you get your shaita washed during the nine days? Okay? For the women, this is like a big shiloh. So if Ryan Grimlar writes in the Chuba, he doesn't understand the shiloh, it's 100% mutter. However, I did see that Rabbi Yashiv and other Achrayim tackle hold it is also. That's considered a problem to wash a shaital, even though it's not human hair, but it would be considered a problem to wash a shaital during, uh, during the nine days. So if it's Nagaya, she try to push off all shaita washing until uh, until after the nine days. Many achrayim hold that it's really not permissible to clean around your house during the nine days. Even local cleaning, too much cleaning is also a problem. Obviously, the house is not going to be a pigsty; it's not going to be a wreck. But some achrayim will talk about not to do too much cleaning around the house even during the nine days. So they point out, obviously, if you spill something on the floor, you're going to clean it up. You're not going to leave the house a mess. But you know, some people's homes are extra clean. Some people's homes are extra, extra clean. So maybe that extra, extra clean is not something you should shoot for uh, during the nine days. The other question that comes up very often that people ask about is changing socks, underwear, and undershirts. So the rule of thumb is things that are called big day zaya, clothing that are worn to accept the sweat. There is no problem to wear freshly laundered such types of clothing. So let's say socks, underwear, and undershirt, all of these garments, some garments for women as well, all of these garments that are only worn as big day zaya, they're not really worn as a nicest, they're just worn to absorb the sweat, these can be worn even though they were freshly laundered. So if you have a fresh pair of socks or an undershirt, those may be worn during, uh, during the nine days. Again, you can't wash them, because that's the other issue we mentioned earlier, of doing the actual rechitza, but if you washed it before the nine days, you could put on a fresh pair of socks, you could put on a um, fresh pair of underwear or undershirt. They quote Meshem of Moshe and other chidish. They're Moshe on any shirt without a collar is also a big day zayah. In the court of Moshe, every t-shirt is also a big day zayah. If, you want to, if you're a person who wears t-shirts during the summer, so according to Rav Moshe, t-shirts also, since it doesn't have a collar, it's not a chosh of a shirt, it's just a big day zaya. But what most people do today is, which is also questionable, they get their things back from the dry cleaners and they throw it on the floor. So it's not a shtick to throw it on the floor. Rabbi Yasha pointed out, sometimes the floor in your house is cleaner than a lot of places. 
The point is not throwing it on the floor. The point is making it that it's no longer fresh. I mean, if you got this back from the dry cleaners like this, you'd ask for your money back. So you see people, they take the shirt, they throw it on the floor. Okay, I threw it on the floor. The thing is, it's perfect. It's a great shirt. That's not the idea. The idea is to, it's supposed to be worn down to the point that it's not fresh. So some people have other people try it on for them. We didn't get to it before Shabbos, but some people try on seven shirts on Shabbos. This way, they go through their whole wardrobe. Every, every hour on Shabbos, they wear different shirts. This way, now it comes uh, this week, they can put on every shirt that they wore on Shabbos, which the Chreinim seem to say is okay. But the point is, it has to take away the freshness. So what you really need to do is you got to, you know, roll it up in a ball, play catch with it, let your kids jump on it. But what I see people do is they throw it on the floor, like, you know, they're uh, hitting Aravis, you know, clap it on the floor, pick it up, good to go. Yeah, if a taco loses the crease and it's not fresh, you're right. But if you pull it up and it's just good to go, then I don't think you accomplish much. So those that have freshly laundered shirts or suits or jackets, you want to really make sure it's, so you take out that freshness, that starch, that the sharpness, and then it would be permissible to be used during the nine days.